Hi guys, thanks so much for tuning in today. We have an amazing guest, Agent Mike O'Dell from the Bobby Ball Agency. He's going to answer so many questions, burning questions that you have about getting your kids into the business. So come join me. Let's welcome in, hop on Mike. Mike O'Dell, Mike O'Dell. He's in the dark. Well, Mike was there. Hey. There he is. I love, I love computer glitches in the world of Zoom. Mike, <laughs> I'm so happy you're here. And I'm so happy you're here because you're my friend and I haven't seen you in so long. And so it's so nice. I agree. Thank you. On the, on the other side of it, I'm so happy you're here because you are a kid's agent. You, you had a lot of kids and adults and kids, but I really want to focus on the kids and getting to know you and how parents who might tune in will get some little juicy nuggets from you on how to help their kids in this crazy business. So let's begin. So Mike, first of all, how long have you been at Bobby Ball? I've been at Bobby Ball since 2006. This is my 15th year. And uh, before that, I was with the agency where we met uh, for two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11 years. Where was it? Where did we meet? Where? Uh, That was SBV. SBV talent. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah, that was yeah. so long ago. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Incredible. Well, okay. So, but you've always been an agent. You've never been a manager. You weren't a- an actor. You just have always been an agent. What's the background? Tell us. Uh, my first job in, with an agency was uh, a temporary receptionist. And it was back in the days when you didn't have computers at your desk and you didn't have voicemail. You had a pen and you had a pad of paper and you had fingers. And that was about it. I miss uh, those days. Yeah, I, I, I kind of do too, as hectic as they were. Uh, those were also the days when for voiceover auditions, the actors had to come into the agent's office. You didn't have all the MP3s and the digital uh, audio. So you got to know your client base uh, a little bit more uh intimately as it were uh, yeah uh, but i was i worked at that job about the first 20 minutes i decided i didn't want to ever do anything else again it was just magnificent oh that's I, incredible. Yeah, I love actors i love the i love the energy that they bring to everything I mean, you know where else could i meet the people that i've met throughout my life so. honestly nowhere else because actors artists have a vibrancy to them that's intoxicating that you want to hang out with and exactly. it makes exactly great word yeah Okay, wow. so you're at Bobby Ball. Let's let's answer some questions because you know we have a youth department here, and I don't have all the answers because we're mostly we mostly coach and train adults. But when kids are getting started, what do they do? What is the best way to get that jump start? Uh, if I were a parent of a child who expressed interest, I would put them in a class because that's going to be the first taste the first necessary taste of what the, of the work that they have to put in. And that really separates the wheat and the chaff on it. Um, You know, a lot of people want to be movie stars, but they don't want to be actors and you can't really do that. You have to be both. If you're going to be one, you got to be the other. And in order to be an actor, you have to put in the work and it's long hours by yourself and with others and listening to coaches and listening to trainers and listening to directors uh, and the first hint that you're going to get of whether or not that's for you is to be in a class. That's why I like your program. It, you bring people in, you bring different people in, 
you go at different speeds, you go at different from different uh, angles at it, and it gives the kids a whole. I mean, my daughter was in your class for a yes. while, yes, and she, she well, she cherishes that time. She, yeah. you know, she doesn't want to be an actor anymore, but she has, she had a ball. Yeah. So it's you know, and a lot of kids uh, would get into it, and then soccer seems like a better idea two years down the road. That's fine. You haven't lost anything. You know, the child's come out of their shell. They learn to express themselves better. And then if they do want to hang in and study it, then they can either keep studying with you or get a referral somewhere else. But the main thing, the very first thing is get them in a class before you worry about pictures, before you worry about agents, before you worry about scripts, you get the child in a class and make sure that this is something that they're going to want to invest the time in. Right. And just training, it just, it builds self-confidence anyway, and it gets them to find their personality, whether they pursue it or not. So it's a win-win all the way around. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That's what happened to my daughter. Uh, she was special. She really, how is she? Okay. That's a side note of a podcast. Well, okay. So the, she's 17 yeah. now. That's how she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Happy so time. they're in classes, whether they're at my studio, other studios, but they're training. But then when they start getting, you know, I'll have people come in and want to have pictures and get an agent so fast. But what's the message? The message that you're saying is you've got to have the training first to see if you connect to the material because you don't want to start and rush it because it is a craft no matter what age you are. Well, you've got to be able to deliver. Yes. You must be able to walk and chalk and, and, and chew gum at the same time. And, and, you know, that's oversimplifying it, but it is a skill that you've developed. And you don't develop it with one class. You develop it with a body of work with a lot of different classes. The most overrated thing that you can do when you're first starting out is start worrying about getting an agent. You're not ready for an agent yet. You are, you are still learning. You know, you're not ready to operate your first day in medical school. So those are the things I think that so many people have to uh, bear in mind. And, and, uh, you know, I've been, it was a long time ago, but I've been young before and I've been in a hurry before and it, you do get in a hurry, but it's such a nice ride. Uh, The training and the showcases that, that, that are done and the relationships that you built. I mean, it's just, it's such a magnificent ride that you should enjoy every, every second of it. And don't be in a hurry. There's not a finish line. You don't ever just take the trophy and go home. It's if this is something you really want to do with your life, then you're going to do it all your life. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's a good long time. Mm-hmm. But uh, there, there is no finish line on that. You're always going to be learning. You're always going to be growing. And after you get past a certain point, you're probably unbeknownst to you going to be teaching. So there's a, there's just such a, a nice circle uh, around it. I mean, I've run into some wonderful, wonderful people who taught me as an agent things I didn't know about actors. Yes. And, you know, even, even me who has no interest in doing that can learn from people who have gone down this road before. And it's a neat insight because you get something that you haven't ever thought of before. Uh, but most of the time you get the passion. You get the passion that comes from wanting to work in the arts. And uh, there's nothing like that. There is nothing like it. But there is the ups and downs of it. So if a kid is interested and they continue, how do they go about getting you as an agent? What would they have to, what would you have to see that would inspire you into being intrigued to represent them? 
Um, the main thing I would have to see is training. I'd have to see the resume. Mm. Uh, most agents who are representing kids look at the back of the look at the look at the resume first before they look at the headshot. But how do they create a resume if they don't have one? Just their their name and their and their studio they study. How do you everyone has a resume? Everyone has a resume. If you can do something, put it on your resume. Ah, so many skills are are uh, being sought after uh, in commercial work now. Uh, even even some movie work, they want kids who can sing. Mm. They want kids who can ride bicycles. They want kids who can ride, uh, you know, uh, the computerized scooters, skateboarding. I mean, if you can do any of those things, put it on your resume. If you can bake a cake, put it on your resume. That's you a can great follow song. a recipe. You can bake a do cake, it. put it on your resume. As a as, yeah, and and don't. I mean, if you if you can't sing like Ariana Grande, that doesn't mean you can't sing. That right. means there's only one Ariana Grande. So if you sing, if you can carry a tune, put that down and then practice, because people are going to want to know that you can do that. And then you take you take your course, you take a couple other courses, you put that training down there. If you take a class in uh, uh, theater at your local school, put that down there. Put down something that lets me know that you're actually interested in this business, mm-hmm. because you know it's a it's a it's it's a really a short 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 walk uh, to you know the next hobby over here. If you get tired of going to acting class every Thursday and Friday, yeah. So um, those those are things that I get scared of, and I don't want to take somebody on and put all the work into them, and then have them go away after two months because it's too much work. So when they come to you and you you have a recommendation to meet these people, do you give them material to come into the room for you, or do you just want to get to know them and get a sense of who they are? And then we're going to move on to the subject of how to handle all the rejection that comes along with this business for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, I will have seen them work before. Okay. So reading when they come to meet me is not my priority. Mm. I will have seen them at a showcase, at, you know, whether through Zoom or whether, you know, live in a the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll have an idea of what they can do with copy. More than that, I'll have an idea of what they can do with direction. And, you know, it's easy to sit up there and do a monologue in the mirror. But when someone's telling you to do it like you're holding a banana in your ear, that's a different thing altogether. So I would understand be able that to see direction. It. I don't know what that means to hold a banana in your ear. I, is that what well, that that's, you, you just did it. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just did it. See, it's perfect. Don't overthink it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to want to get to know them. Mm. And I'm going to get, want to get to know mom and dad. Mm. And I'm going to go on to get to know mom and dad and exactly how enthusiastic they are about this. Uh, exactly how much they already know. Uh, they have got to be able to know that they can trust me mm-hmm. because I am dealing with their child. Yes. And they've got to know that I am going to allow them to be the leaders in the relationship because they're the parents and I'm the agent. But most important, they're going to know that we have to communicate. Mm. Um, sometimes you have to give news that is not so hot. Uh, you know, you didn't get it. Your audition got canceled. Uh, they gave bad feedback on you and you've got to be able to put that in a way that's not going to cut off hope. 
Correct. Bad news happens. I've had people tell me what a rotten agent I was. You know, I don't always agree with them, but something can be fixed. How dare they? Well, listen, you never know. Um, But basically, the point is, I mean, yes, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about you, and it doesn't matter if you get the good or the bad. It has to roll off. So the parents have to be uh, kind of calm and focused, and it's not a big deal. Can't be a big deal. It's a much it's a, it's much easier for the child to handle the rejection than it is for the adults to handle the rejection of their child. I mean, that's been my experience. Um, the kids are are more like, well, yeah, okay, you know, I was fine, I had a good time. You know, I got to go to Warner Brothers. You know, I got to go to Paramount Studios. I had a good time. Let's do it again. Yeah. And the parents are, you know, just a little bit. But what do you mean, my child was not the best one? <laughs> well, yeah, and then it ends up they go with someone who is five years older and is a different gender or a different ethnicity, you never know what they're going to be looking for because they don't know half the time what they're looking for until they see it. Mm -hmm. That's why you have to be you. It's so important that you be you and don't try and fake and be something else because they can spot that a mile away. Um, The biggest thing that that, that I need for uh, my younger clients to realize is that as many times as you're going to be told no, there's another audition right around the corner. And if you really want to get this business down to the nub, consider the fact that every time an actor gets a job, they're secretly worried that that's the last job they're ever going to have because there is no guarantee of another one. So there's always going to be that leap of faith that you make in yourself. I am good enough to do this and I'm good enough to succeed. So if they didn't like me, well, that's their fault. Too bad. I'm right and they're wrong. That's right. And that's literally it. It has to be. And also you can't just base your life if you're going to get an acting job or not. You have to be a fully fleshed out person. And for these kids, you have to have fun at all costs and you have to still have friends and do everything else. It is so, so, so important because I, I have seen children that just take rejection to the heart. And then I think to myself that this is not the business for them. That's, that's fair. That's fair to say. Yeah. That's fair to say. I, I, I recommend any rejection uh, coping uh, with a trip to Disneyland or with, uh, you know, with a, with a birthday party, with something that is real, something you go out and you can experience and is going to just make you forget completely about that other experience. I mean, there's so many things to enjoy in this city where we live. That I mean, you know, go for a bike ride, go for a hike, go go ride a horse. There are just a million things to do, and get away from acting for a day. It doesn't. It can't be all consuming. It can be what you've chosen to strive for, but it can't be all consuming. Such a good point. So, parents, when they want to read and coach their own kids, is that a faux pas? Is that can that interfere in the child's? productivity, when you hear the parent's voice on a tape, how do you feel about that particular situation? I know how I feel about it, but how do you feel yeah. about it? I, I personally would rather the the parents be mom and dad. Yes. Uh, and uh, whatever encouragement they can give, whatever, uh, you know, however they can encourage things along is fine. Um, I don't have a problem with mom and dad practicing and reading with them. I, I do have a problem with someone who's never directed before directing. 
And that's, that's just, that's somebody, you know, this is someone, obviously, if you're a child, you've trusted with your very existence. So, you know, who am I to tell them they don't know how to interact? But I, think, it's, I think it's that fine line that the parents can, the love that they have of their own child blinds them from seeing what the story is about and what needs to be conveyed by the writer's words. It's only based oh, well, that on- that goes without saying. Yeah. yeah. That goes without saying, but, but, but that's the same thing as if I tried to coach them. Mm. You know, you've got to have someone who knows how to break down the scene, how to get the purpose across and where this character fits in telling the story. Mm. And that's what the acting coach does. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to do that with a gun to my head, you know, so I, I can't even, I can, I'm, I'm impressed that I know that much. So, I, but I wouldn't not. know how to tell someone to do it. It's definitely, I can break down a script in 30 seconds because I've been doing that muscle, working that muscle every day for 17 years. Mm-hmm. And my coaches here, they can do the same, yeah. but it's a muscle to work. And you really have to practice that muscle as much as actors have to practice, you know, breaking down their scripts for themselves. Mm-hmm. So they get That's started, right. Mike, and they come and they see you and then you sign them. And what are some necessary things? They have to get permits. They have to get a Coogan account. Can we... Um, address that? What, what kind of permits do the kids have to get? And what exactly is that Coogan account? Uh, the entertainment work permit is a, a license, if you will, uh, awarded by the state of California uh, that enables uh, anyone who is unemancipated un- or under 18 years old and still in either one through 12th grade, uh, it enables them to to work in the entertainment industry mm. for a certain number of hours. And those, those hours are on a sliding scale. Uh, you know, the older you are, obviously, the more time you spend on set. Without that entertainment permit, uh, the production company can get fined. Mm. And that's not, a, that's not a cheap fine. I mean, that's a very, very expensive uh, penalty because you're violating child labor laws. And you have to be able to go to school a certain amount of time when you're on set have some free time, a certain amount on set, have some rest time, a certain amount on set, and have some meal time, a certain amount of time on set. The rest of the time is there for filming. Mm. And again, the closer you are to 18, the more time uh, in an eight hour day that you can spend on there. But that is a must for anyone who's under 18, who is not a man. How do you get that permit? How do you go about getting that? You just go down Um, to- Well, in the days of COVID, you go to the- Entertainment Work Permit Office, the California Employment Office of uh, Entertainment, I believe that's what it's called, uh, in Van Nuys. And okay. you actually go, go, don't do it over the phone. Don't do it via email. In the age of COVID, go there. See when oh, their offices are open and go stand in line because okay. they're six weeks, seven weeks behind in getting them out via mail or email. Oh, I they're, only open, they're only open a few days a week. And so they're, they're backlogged. It's just, it's a, it's a big, it's a big process. And what information do you have to bring? Just your birth certificate? Um, birth certificate. You have to bring your school, your educational school. You have to bring your, uh, your recent. Uh, uh, report card. What do you call it? Your report card. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your, uh, your teachers, your, your, or your athletic, your athlete, your uh, academic administrator uh, has to sign off on it. Oh, um, there, some schools have a rule about how many days you can miss without being penalized. Mm. Uh, and in some cases, if you miss an extraordinary number of days of school because you're on set, 
Uh, sometimes the school is going to say, okay, he can't miss or she can't miss anymore. We're not going to sign the work permit again. That's when I kind of have to get involved and say, well, you know, there's still, what are their marks? Yeah. Are they passing your class? Well, then yeah. why do you care for them or not? So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Coogan account is is a is an automatic account that is created to where a total of 15 percent of whatever the gross paycheck is sent by production to that account. It doesn't go to me, the agent. It doesn't go to mom and dad. It doesn't go to the child. It goes from production office to bank account for the child. The child gets that 15% of, uh, of every paycheck that they get once they're 18 years old. That is to keep any parent who accidentally spends all the money mm-hmm. and doesn't leave, the, doesn't leave the child with anything once they're uh, and that a minor was developed, What That was developed, and I think I actually coached the kid a long time ago when I first started. He wasn't a kid then when it was based on this child, and I can't remember his name. So what happened that they that the kids who came up with this law because they were found out that the parents were spending all the money, which they should spend some of it because it's their time, but not all of it. What happened? What's that story? Uh, the actor was Jackie Coogan. So that's why they call it the Coogan account. Okay. It wasn't Jackie his Coogan. Parent, it, yes. Well, he was, he was, you know, he predates both of us. So, yes, yes. Uh, but when he was working on the, uh, on the little rascals, Oh yeah. Okay. That wasn't. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. All of his, all of his money got uh, uh, spent, taken away. And he had, he literally had nothing as he became an older actor. Uh, And so there was some litigation that took place. And from that, the state of California decided to make that mandatory and that any minor had to have an automatic percentage delivered to them on their 18th birthday, particularly if they worked as much as Jackie Coogan did. Wow. Um, there are several others who have uh, had that problem. Uh, I think that, uh, oh, um, he was on different strokes. Gary, Gary a little bit. Yeah, Coleman. Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman ran into some problems with that. Mm. And it's, it's, it's simply a matter of you know, where did the money go? You got to manage your money and that's something else we can talk about if you have any time. Yes, uh, the business of the business is, is so very, 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 very important as well. Well, but let's and, address that. I definitely want to address that next because, okay. so the cooking account protects the child, protects the child and gives them 15% that that money is going to be put away. And is it almost like stocks where it grows or is it just that set money that's there and it stays there? It's set money that stays there. Okay. And is it only in California? I feel like it's everywhere. I could be wrong. I believe it is everywhere. Yeah. Anywhere you would get it, anywhere you would have uh, child labor laws, you would have the Coogan account for entertainment purposes. Let's talk about as long as, long as it's SAG, as long as it's right. uh, a SAG franchise. Right. So non-union is what you're addressing. And so there's no protection in the non-union world. That's why you have a No, union. there's not. Right. Yeah, so that's correct. So the business of the business, what were you going to say about saving your money, putting money aside? Uh, and that's where the parents really have to come in. I mean, that's where the parents should really come in because most of the time, um, a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old are just simply not going to be concerned about that. No. You know, they are up for the, they're up for the, the lines, they're up for the, the, 
the auditions. They're up for the work, the joy of being on a set, all that good stuff. But I mean, half the kids don't care if they even get paid. That's not really healthy on their part. So the parents have to step in and say, you know, what is the gross on this? Um, you know, make sure you fill out the tax forms, make sure that you, if you want to uh, become incorporated. Um, there are seminars that the Screen Actors Guild gives on this, you know, acting for, for minors that parents can attend. And uh, there are also, uh, in, the, in this glorious age of YouTube, uh, several how-to videos on getting your child started uh, business-wise in the entertainment industry. A lot of that has to do with music, um, and a lot of it has to do with being in theater on the East Coast and uh, in Chicago and Miami. But the same rules apply. Uh, take care of your money mm-hmm. and make sure that you have the tools to, uh, you know, every year get your headshots done and every year keep your resume updated. Make sure your Coogan account's done. And then, you know, monitor your money as it's supposed to come in. Get an agency that you can trust to do that and, and make sure I, that you speak you to this. them about it. Let me ask you this question. How much percentage legit agents like yourself, how much should the parents know that you're going to be taking? Is it 10%? Is it 15%? Do managers take 15 and agents take 10 or should it be 10 across the board? And when you are quoted a quote, is it that quote plus 10% and to have the parents not shocked when all those taxes are taken out and their paycheck is half of what they thought it was going to be. (laughs) Uh, An an agency is going to take 10%. Okay. They're never going to take nine and they're never going to take 11. It's always 10%. Mm-hmm. of union non-union is 20 percent. i got you. non-union is 20 because there is no long-term payout and mm-hmm. we have to monitor the money for ourselves mm-hmm. um managers usually negotiate anywhere from seven and a half to 15 mm-hmm. uh but that's negotiable the managers are not bound by the state as agents are if you wanted to be a manager tomorrow you could go out and be a manager and not have to register and get a license or anything like that right um, as far as, uh, as far as, uh, the plus 10 that you mentioned, yes. you don't get a plus 10 on commercials that comes out of the actor's pay. You uh-huh. get a plus 10 on a TV show. Mm. So that, uh, yeah, that doesn't come out of the TV show money. And it's very important again for the mom and dad to ask at time of hiring, can you tell me how much money we're going to get from this on the shoot? Uh-huh. Because we want to make certain that, you know, we know what we're going to get. And I tell them you're going to get, you know, it's, I think it's scale, I believe, is $671. I'm either one contract behind for on camera or it's yeah. 671 uh, So it's 671 minus 6710 And then minus all the taxes that you want taken out. So... Let's say if you have a lot of taxes taken out, you're going to get about 400 bucks so let me just, after commission. Let me just address the taxes situation because it's a kid. So they don't have any dependents, don't they? Don't. How do you do that? Information for the parents. You do it. The, you'd, you'd fill out the same tax form that you would. And then you get it back. But you so what do you claim for your kid? So the kid can't, claims zero, zero exemptions or... One exemption. No, the kid claim, no they, they, they claim one exemption. They can claim one exemption. So there's a lot of taxes, but they'll get that back at the end of the year. So don't That's be correct. 
That's correct. Mm-hmm. Which is very, very, very important to know because you get a lot of W-2s and uh, if you've worked a lot and you've got to keep track of those. So it's important to keep a diary. Uh, remember when you worked and what you're supposed to be getting a tax form from. Um, there just is so much to keep track of. And again, I'm not going to trust my 17-year-old daughter to keep up with that. So, you know, don't trust your eight-year-old to keep up with that. <laughs> Absolutely not. So you have to have the, everyone, but it's a business. So the parents, I would think, have to treat it as such and keep a track of the appointments, how they went, just for, their, for themselves to know about the business. And when the checks come in. Now, how do people track and follow uh, commercial residuals? Because I've heard stories where people people's commercials were airing and then they weren't getting residuals. I don't know. So how do people keep track of that? It's a little bit easier these days. Uh, I, there's a website that you can view how many spots your, your spot ran. Ooh. Uh, I want to say it's called iSpot, something like oh. that. It's okay. where a commercial, uh, uh, commercials run and you can go to see your commercial. You can go and watch yourself be in your commercial. Uh, or it can tell you when it's been taken down, when the ad company's not using it anymore. Wow, How many times it ran. Call, Mike? What's that called? Because that's an, an incredible amount of information. I didn't even know that existed. I want to tell some of my adult friends about that. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it's called iSpot. I-Spot or Say it again. New standard for TV. It's I-S-P-O-T dot TV. Okay. Say that one more time. I spot TV, the new standard for TV ad measurement. That's amazing. That, great. Hold that. He's showing it for yep. those listening. He just showed it, but we're going to, we'll put that into the, to the bio. Okay. That's yeah. really, really helpful because I didn't know because people were just asking friends. Did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? So you got to really keep track. You have to be productive in the business end 1000% as much as you have to be in the artist end. Do you agree? By all means, by all means. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And and again, you, you, if I, if I were a parent, I would share that information with the child, whether they want to hear it or not, because the child is going to have to do it for themselves. Ultimately. Um, uh, Do you know an actress by the name of Danielle Panabaker? I think she was on The Flash, something like that. Uh, She's on something currently. Uh, We were neighbors with them when she and her sister were coming up in the business. Mm -hmm. And I've watched her from age 15 or something like that now up to age 30. And that's really a shining example of someone who learned at mom and dad's feet uh, Mm -hmm. exactly how to take care of your your own uh, money and your own responsibilities it's very, very important that parents teach their kids. It, 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 you can't teach them anything more important. You may not be able to direct them in a scene, but you can show them how, you know, the difference between a credit and a debit and how much money's coming in and how much uh, you need to expect. So um, mom and dad, if you're listening, please, please, please have a little tutorial at least once or twice a year and say, here's your money. Here's what you made. Here's what we're going to do with it. One of these days, it's going to be up to you to do it. So learn quick. I think that's great advice. What in What's a wonderful scenario how parents could be? Because since you represent children, you have to, you basically represent the parents in the, in the way that they're going to behave with you. So 
what's a good scenario and what would be a pet peeve scenario and what would push you into not wanting to represent the children because the parents are behaving in a certain fashion? Well, I guess that taking the second one first, when I feel like the parent wants it more than the child does mm. um, and or making, making kind of a nuisance of themselves, you know, calling up and uh, asking irrelevant questions and, and mm. questions that there are obviously no answers for, you know. Mm. I don't know why they took a woman over a man in this spot. They mm. didn't call me and consult me. So <laughs> why, why would you be asking me that? That's, mm -hmm. that's an irrelevant question. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I will give you all the information I can, but if that's not enough information for you, then perhaps you need to become a manager and direct your child's uh, career yourself because oh. obviously you don't like the way it's going. Mm -hmm. um, perfect, uh, the perfect relationship is when, uh, and I believe I said it before, when it's mom and dad being mom and dad mm -hmm. and saying, you know, we're going to book out uh, we're going to book out Johnny this weekend because we're going to take, we're gonna, all going to go camping with the whole family. Mm -hmm. So don't even think of calling us. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to call you if something comes up, but you know, I, I, I will bear in mind that you were up in big bear and yeah. you know, you may or may not be able to get out, yes. but uh, the, it's the, it's the, it's the parents who are understanding of how to juggle, you know, yes, this is important but it comes after family and it comes after academics. Yeah. Everything else, we're going to favor this above that, but except for academics, because he can't be an actor if he falls below a certain grade point. They won't sign the uh, work permit. Ah. And family is family. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have to give him all the support that we can and, uh, you know, all the other stimulation that we can. But you do get the, you do get the people who don't really see it that way and who think that this is the most important thing that they've ever done for their child. And you can kind of just, that's why you interview the parents as well when you interview the, the young actor. And you kind of got to see exactly how much support they're getting. It can, it, it can be none too. I mean, and that's the other side of it. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't want him to do this because I think it's a, it's a waste of time. Mm. Well, gee, you know, I don't think that that's a very good uh, atmosphere to be nurturing in, but yes. it's, your, it's your child. Um, as far as someone I just don't want to work with anymore, uh, when I feel like that they're, they're just not into it anymore, you know, soccer practice takes preference, uh, you know, whatever else is suddenly more important. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's not just kids, you know, that's adults too. Oh, absolutely. But, uh, with kids, it happens a little more prevalently because you, one day you wake up and you've thrown six or seven inches and suddenly you're, you know, the best soccer player in town. Mm -hmm. And your school wants you to be the star and you can get a scholarship out of that. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't argue with that. No, um, I can't I'm, I'm going to miss you. Yeah. yeah I'm going to miss you, but you know, you can't do both. It's kind of tough to do both. Um, otherwise, you know, people are probably a little bit more reasonable than you think by the time they get to me, mm. you know, it's, it's, that's, that's why I go to uh, seminars and showcases like yours. That's why I go and, and take referrals from you guys. Because you are, you know, most of the time you can spot a problem at 50 paces just like I could. And that's not going to be somebody that you're going to, you know, refer to anyone. So, yeah, I trust you. One thousand percent. And it is about trust. It is about, you know, um, 
meeting people and making the connections with people. And even if a kid came in with their parent and you said no now, you you could say yes a year from now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly with young kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen as, as the as the years go along. There's a I, young man who I represented for five years at um, at SBV, uh, who I did three interviews with before I took him. Wow. And it was he was not ready, and then he was not mentally ready, and then he just came in and said, "What do you say?" <laughs> Timing is everything. And plus, timing know, is everything. The kids, if you're not ready, you don't want to go on auditions. You want to learn the craft and get really good and connected to the material. So then when you have the opportunities, you have the opportunities. You don't want to mm-hmm. rush it because then you're going to get exposed. It's a small town. Then everyone's going to see you and think you're not ready. And you're just going to, mm-hmm. you're going to blow it for yourself. That's, that's, that needs to be chiseled on the wall somewhere. Yeah. Don't go too early. You're going to blow it for yourself. That's the motto. I think the perfect, just, parent, yeah. the perfect parent would be somebody who you take the meeting. They let their child run the meeting. They don't speak for their child. You make the decision and then they're supportive. The child gets an audition and they say, yes, we're on it. It will be taken care of. And they submit it on time. They show up on time. They don't make excuses and you don't hear from them until you, they book a job. That would be the ultimate. Parents are going to have questions, and I don't, and I don't mind those questions. You know, they, they, they don't automatically understand the nature of the business from moment one. So they're going to have questions, and, and, and I see part of my job, um, unless there's a manager involved, mm-hmm. uh, I see part of my job as being able to answer those questions. And if I can't answer it, I'll find someone who can, uh, which is rare. But, you know, I, I, just being at it for so long, I, I pretty much know everything they're going to guess. But when the business uh, is hopping and it's really going, 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 a lot of parents are really on board and see, we're just getting all these auditions, but our son's not booking anything. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right now. Okay. All that means is he hasn't had the right job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's no right job. Hasn't come down the pipe. He's not failing. He's doing everything he's supposed to be doing. So are you guys. So am I. It's just the nature of the business. And so the parents who can grasp that and learn to be patient Mm -hmm. and learn not to get frustrated because a lot of times the parents get frustrated well before the child does. Yes. Uh, uh, The more parents can grab that and the faster they can grab that, the better of a help they're going to be to me. And it always seems like children, adults, everybody, the minute you're like, this is it. This is my last audition. I don't want to do this anymore. You book that job <laughs> and you're yeah. back in. You're back in for another 10 years. But I think it's very important that you keep all your interests, adults or kids, and you have a full life outside of the industry and you have interests that you might want to professionally do later on. So to me, acting is can always be done by everybody. Studying the craft, training in your craft, learning how to be the best storyteller, learning yourself in, about yourself and infusing that into the work, but having other interests, I think is key to being a well-rounded person, to making yourself more intriguing and to actually making stronger choices in the script to getting those jobs. Mike. Yes, I agree a hundred percent. And the more well-rounded an actor is, uh, the more, I guess, worldliness they're going to bring 
uh, life experience they're going to bring to whatever the scene they're doing is. I've had a, a, a hundred actors that I've represented over the years uh, graduate from there to writing because they just they've they've really really grown as an artist and they write what they want to act. And I thought, you know what, that's a pretty good gig if you can get it. So uh, it's it it just and it's, some have become directors, some become photographers. So you never know where you're going to end up. You never know. You just have to keep putting it out there. How are you? How do you feel about ha- kids having platforms on YouTube and and um, Instagram Live or whatever that is? Do you think that helps them? Do you think that gets them seen on TikTok? Do you think that's um, that helps push them, or do people just think they're not really artists? They just got lucky with followers. What I don't know. Well, the easy answer is. The Screen Actors Guild now has a contract for those people. So someone considers them artists. And I consider them artists because I've seen a lot of stuff that they can do that is magnificent material. Now, whether or not you think, you know, juggling six ping pong balls while you're snoring is a, is a good act. That's, you know, that's in the eye of the beholder. I'm but sorry, I've seen some wonderful comedy. You an actor. I don't think that makes you an actor. Mm-hmm. Performance artist. Performance artist. Yes performance artist and uh the the kids who write their own uh, material and who film their own material who edit their own material and who put their own material together are you know this uh this generation's spielberg and everyone else i mean they're going to be doing that for the rest of their life a lot of them so uh again i mean keep your options open because you never know what life's going to bring you but if I had YouTube when I was that age, oh. I would have been all over it. I would have been a madman going over crazy. So no, I don't. Oh. I don't think it's a bad idea. I would love to see. Oh, I think it's a, it's a wonderful idea. I just don't think that if you have success as a quote YouTuber, that you understand how to tell the story with somebody else's words. So it's not that you're a performer, you're a performing artist, yes, but it's a whole different subject matter to be an actor. Yes, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, and again, I mean, there are a lot of ways to entertain people. Uh, but the contract that I mentioned that SAG has on performance artists, it's, it's specific to new media performances. Yeah. So the, the crazy example that I gave, it would fall to that person. Um, the person who writes a script and films it and posts it on YouTube and does a role in it and six of his friends do the other roles those are people who are being actors and that's all that's under a different contract but everyone is considered to be an artist of uh, one one type of, of, of or another uh, outside of the outside of any of the new media contracts um, I really don't think that there's any good examples yeah I just the new media has just become such a big part of the of the industry so how do they make that jump though? Which I do believe, I think it's a gift right now, guys. It is a gift to have that platform, to find your voice and to tell a, me- a message. I think that kids can have a platform now, but serve it in a good way, serve the world, do a give back. And even if you're never found and you never start in a movie, it's such a great thing to inspire. And I think inspiration is part of, performing to lift people's spirits up 
and to be a guiding force. And because of the YouTube and Instagram, the YouTube, look how I say it, the YouTube, because of YouTube and Instagram and all that, there is just, God, there's so much opportunity out there. Well, I would, I, I often tell the, the youngsters, you know, those kids 10 and under, you know, if you want to do a YouTube video, what's your favorite joke? Tell your favorite joke on YouTube and have your brother film you. And that's, that's how you begin. That's how you start. And then tell your favorite joke and have your brother film it and then film a laugh track on TV. that was everyone laughing. And then tell a story that you like. And you can either tell it reading from a book or you can act it out. But get your camera and be an actor. And that's where you're going to start. I mean, if you're going to be a, you know, Julia Roberts, Julia Roberts, uh, Meryl Streep had to learn how to cook to be Julia Childs. And that was a real struggle for her because she didn't have an awful lot of acumen in that. If you're going to be a filmmaker, you have to learn a little bit about everything. And a film producer, the same thing. And you have so much of it at your fingertips, at your fingertips as a young performer now because you can make a movie pretty much for free. You can. I mean, you can make it for free. You can make it for a couple of hundred bucks. Uh, you can make it for the cost of software and you can air it and find an audience. And that's really, I think, something that uh, more young actors should take advantage of. And young actors is relative, you know, however old you want to be to try that. It's an endless business. You could be any age to start it. You could just do it whenever you want. And yes, you guys, the message, do it. Get that platform. Get out there. And agents like you, Mike, you'll see it. You, it might plop right in front of your face and there's something about that person that's intriguing. And then it's the happened. Begins. It's happened. Yes. Yeah, it's happened. It has happened. Yeah. Okay. Before we close out, let me just reiterate. So, uh, pick training, then pictures, resume, uh, help with a resume from a friend or go look it up. Then they meet you. They have to be prepared for going out. They need a, uh, what's it called? A license, a, what is that called? It's a work permit. A work permit. They need the work permit and then to set up a Coogan account right away, even if you're not working. Isn't that required? That the yes, state it is. Do that? And then you are off and running and make sure in this world of Zoom and COVID that you have proper lighting, that you have proper places to you know, help you to sculpt your material. And Mike, before we close out, three pieces of advice to stay on that path of achieving. Uh, what advice to maybe to the parents and maybe to the kids? Never stop learning. Never, ever, ever stop learning. I've, I've had uh, acting teachers refer kids to me and I've signed them and they suddenly quit the class. But suddenly, you know, you have an agent, you don't need any teachers anymore. Well, no, that's not the case at all. You need to get better every single day. You need to get better. And if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. So please stay active. Please stay in in class. Second thing, sample what you want to do. I mean, go see movies, go see theater, go see, you know, if you can get on a TV shoot, go see, go watch a TV shoot be done. Learn how these things are done, because if you learn how to work for the camera, the camera is going to be very, very kind to you. Mm. It's going to be your best friend. 
And if you've only done live theater, it's very tough to know what on-camera work is like. Mm -hmm. The third thing is ask as many questions as you possibly can about all assets of the industry. And that gets back to number one, stay in class, but don't just stay there and do a scene. Ask your teacher what they've been in. Ask your teacher about the business of the business. And if they can't answer your questions, they can bring someone uh, who can in to inform you, but just keep learning. Keep learning and keep asking. Thank you so much for coming today. I'll see you because I know you're coming to all my showcases, adult ones and the youth ones. But I'm so pleased because you're so supportive and you love what you do and it resonates and people are so lucky to have you as their guide and their agent. Love you. Thank you for joining. You're very kind. Thank uh, you. Oh, I mean it. And guys, stay courteously aggressive out there. See you next time.